You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. We're so excited. Um, we have an event coming up in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, is it two weeks? Like next week? It's two weeks, right? Well, from, when we're recording, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. yeah. So <laughs> from the time this airs, it's next week. So um, we're doing an event with the lovely Tara Foley of Folane. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, as you know, we had her on the podcast a few months ago. She's a just a badass CEO here in the Boston area and expanding nationally as well um, for Folane. Yeah. And I can't remember the episode number. We'll put it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But Tara is just like a firecracker. You mm-hmm. can see why Folane is so successful, why they're expanding so rapidly. Um, she's like a real inspiration, I think, for both of us. Yeah. And I loved recording with her because when she walked in, it was like we were doing it. Mm-hmm. It was on Down and we just business. like dove right in and i i love that um kind of take charge attitude that Mm -hmm. she has so uh, it's going to be in the beacon hill store Mm -hmm. um which is like stunning if you've ever walked by it in boston um and then you'll get a chance to shop around afterwards Mm -hmm. yeah so and it's all about getting rid of the toxic products in your life the toxic people tara has some awesome insight into both um Mm -hmm. and she like we said is just a wealth of knowledge so we hope you can make it um the link is in our instagram profile we'll also put it in these show notes um yeah, we're so excited. We hope we can see you there. Yeah, and it's free, so like, why right. not? Why not? It's also a Thursday, which Thursday is nights. the like, best day yes. to do something like, like we this. always say. You don't have anything better going on on a Thursday. You don't, other than sitting on your couch, right? Drinking which a glass of wine, but you can do that after because it's over at seven thirty. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and there will be drinks after. Yes. So today on the podcast, um, we have a Boston-based company. Um, they're new to the kind of wellness beauty space and we're mm-hmm. so excited they um we had them in our goodie bag at silver fern if you were there um so busy beauty and yes. the founders michael and jamie and their um marketing manager Allie, were here yes. with us so we set the record for mm-hmm. the biggest recording session we've had um but it was just you know in boston there aren't a ton of beauty companies Mm -hmm. something that i'm very passionate about personally there's nothing i love more than trying new products Mm -hmm. and learning about um different formulations so their story is amazing they're another um you know group of babson grads yeah which is funny babson Mm -hmm. turns it out um but it's really cool to hear their story um you know they're all so young Mm -hmm. and they're managing this amazing brand that is now in dillard's and fabfit 
fun Mm -hmm. and all of these amazing places. Yeah. So they were great to talk to just to hear their story and how they work together. Um, I think it's really rare to see a male co-founder. Yes. Co-founder in a beauty brand. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can tell Michael just eats it up. Yeah. Um, It's great. Um, So you'll hear more of their story throughout the episode. But we're so excited to share them with you. Um, And if you haven't already, definitely go check out Busy Beauty and the products that they have. Yes. So we're so grateful to those guys. Um, Let us know what you think of this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, We can chat about it in our Facebook group, which you can find by searching super exclusive detox and chill group. Follow us on Instagram. Send us an email. We want to hear from you. Yeah. And let us know if you like to hear from entrepreneurs, if you like to hear from wellness coaches, like any kind of Mm -hmm. content that you want to hear, please tell us. We're all ears. Yes. Have a great week. We love you guys. Goodbye. Bye. All right. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We have a full house in here today. This This is is the most you've had. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah, we're breaking records over here. Um, So today we have Busy Beauty on the podcast. We have Mike, Jamie, and Allie from Busy Beauty, which is an amazing brand. Um, And if you came to our event a couple weeks ago, you may have noticed one of their products in the goodie bag. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're so grateful for you guys coming in person. I feel like... We haven't had as many in person no, lately. We've had so a this lot is, of people that are not from Boston. So it's yeah. always fun to get Boston people actually in person. I feel like the energy is just a lot cooler. Yeah, and we not love the, to highlight yeah. the local brands. <laughs> um, but we would love to just start off with kind of an introduction for our listeners. So we know a lot about your brand, obviously, but maybe we can get started with how you guys met, how you got started on Busy Beauty, and the background there. Right, I will go ahead and take that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so my name's Jamie, and I am the co-founder of Busy Beauty, and Michael, who's sitting next to me, is our other co-founder. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm currently our COO, and I run all of our branding, product development, warehousing, back-end logistics, and everything that goes into that. I originally met Michael our freshman year at Babson College in an FME class, and it was a business brainstorming class. And we were both on the communications department putting together slideshows and stuff, and that is how we originally met. And I was pitching around some ideas about how I was really tired of my dorm shower that was about the size of an ice cube (laughs) and (laughs) trying to shave inside my shower, and I'm bending over and stuff is touching the wall that you don't want to touch the wall <laughs> a thousand percent know what no you're talking way. about just i'd be like <laughs> just so gross and i i definitely did not know what jamie was talking about, <laughs> like, about what? <laughs> uh, yeah or you know you end up sticking your leg in the sink mm-hmm. or doing stuff like that and i was trying to find something that would let me shave in my room or something that would let me dry shave and there wasn't really anything on the market and i complained about it to michael <laughs> and he thoroughly understood the, list the pain ears. points yeah. <laughs> and uh, he decided to actually pitch it around around the college to in a couple little accelerator funds or yeah i was actually so i was in the there's like a co-working space on our campus and um I wasn't like using a pitch deck or presentation or anything like that. Uh, I was like, I had two other ideas and we wanted to essentially start mulling away on an idea of something that we could do, um, a uh, problem that we could solve, something we could dig into. And I remember what Jamie mentioned to me in class. 
and there was like 15 of us, you know, maybe 10 girls and five guys. And I told Jamie's story. Um, and I was like, yeah, you know, so they were thinking of something that would like allow us to essentially, you know, shave without water or just, you know, basically remove all the hassle out of out of a shaving process when it's throwing up your leg and just all the girls in the room just like lit up and i said i was so surprised and you're like shaving our legs is hard girl. <laughs> yeah. and um so i i walked out of there and i called jamie almost right away and i said this seems pretty interesting um there was a lot of people that were really excited about this you know I would, basically i asked her if she would want to dig deeper that's awesome. And she said yes. <laughs> and she said no. <laughs> um, that's such a cool story. So were you, I mean, going into college, did you think that you were going to start a business or were you like more going towards like the corporate route? How did that all play out? So I'm from a small town in Canada and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I came to Babson because I figured oh, business, entrepreneurship, I could do anything I want. I did not come in expecting to start a business. I came in expecting to just go back to Canada after my four years. And that was that. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely not something I expected, but something that I embraced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely. Um, so at Babson, I guess there's an entrepreneurship element but there's also like a finance and consulting track and yeah. i was definitely on that track actually the same summer <laughs> the summer after my freshman year i did a consulting internship and it was about halfway through that internship i uh had the epiphany that i was definitely gonna need to start, start this business and, mm -hmm. and uh and and do something else i wish i had that epiphany but unfortunately five years later <laughs> i decided to leave um so one thing i'm curious about because beck and i obviously have kind of started our thing and have, have had a partner going through all of this um did how did you guys know i guess or did you that it'd be a good fit for you two working together or was that something that you know you realized very quickly that's a tough one <laughs> I think it kind of grew over time, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. We definitely had, we had more people on the team originally. And, but when you're working for four years without ever paying yourself and you're putting all of your free time into something, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people kind of just kind of start to drop off. <laughs> Natural selection. <laughs> so dropping like flies. And some people we just thought, you know, maybe weren't a company fit or something like that. And at the end of the day, it was always me and Michael. Mm -hmm. working away mm -hmm. yeah I, I well the way jamie says it it sounds like it was process of elimination <laughs> like, <nope>. but <laughs> it wasn't quite i mean yeah we jamie jamie <laughs> and i definitely <laughs> jamie and i definitely didn't know what it was going to be like working together mm -hmm. uh especially we also didn't realize the depth that we would be working together and mm -hmm. you know five years since then wow. so long time since we started kind of plugging away um but I think that we, I mean, when you're co-founders, you spend an incredible amount of time and it's not just like the nine to five and it's mm -hmm. not even like you're working 12 hour days. It's like literally the only thing that you're talking about. Like right. Day in, day out. Like you could wake up in the middle of the night and oh, have an sure. idea and call your co-founder and, you know, so it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's almost like to a certain point that you kind of, you pass a threshold that you just know that there's not going to be any more issues. Mm -hmm. That it's just. Yeah. For the long haul. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. And did you think that you would be running a beauty brand? <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know about Jamie, but I certainly didn't. Uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, I've come to seriously enjoy it and, yeah. and love it more than anything else. And I, as Jamie knows, um, Jamie, Jamie's product designer by all means, but I love weighing, weighing in and, and I, I'm totally digging in on, on everything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you test and, the products? Of course, yes. I, I have not I love that. shaved my legs. Um, <laughs> but I've if you like lift up your shoe <laughs> leg, it's like perfectly <laughs> smooth. <laughs> I have shaved my, my beard. I'm rocking a beard yeah. right now, but I have. Yep. I used to use it every day. Oh, um, wow. That's awesome. Nice. And what product did you guys start with? Or did you kind of do your whole range at once or what was the process so like you knew there was this problem to solve what kind of came next yeah so it all started with that that one product which is our shave gel and that was our original idea and our whole company was that shave gel Mm -hmm. and that was probably the first three years maybe you should tell them about the shave gel do you want to hear do you want to hear about the shave gel gel. (laughs) here's my pitch (laughs) (laughs) busy beauty showerless (laughs) shave gel (laughs) the first and only shave gel that allows you to shave without water anytime anywhere no rinse no lather no water uh so basically we use natural essential oils of clove ginger eucalyptus and oat which are Mm -hmm. anti-inflammatories antiseptics and um the aloe is really moisturizing so the whole point is that these natural essential oils prevent bacteria from going which prevents ingrown hairs and it prevents any irritation or any razor burn because that's all just um you know inflammation Mm -hmm. and then the whole point is that it's natural essential oils and you don't have to wash it off and you just rub it right in so you don't need any water at all you just throw it on you shave and then you rub it back in Mm -hmm. and that's about it so really easy convenient product and it's tsa approved travel size perfect that's awesome (laughs) um and did you have to like okay so i'm always interested in sourcing of products because i think that's become like a really important thing to people um especially with all you know like the the modified ingredients out there and like the um just like the artificial products so how did you find places that sourced all of these ingredients that was safe um and up to your standards yeah absolutely so one of my um one of my friends owns a different beauty company out in California, and that's how we originally found our lab that makes our mm. shave gel. Uh, so she has really great products. I tried them out, and I talked to the lab, and I really liked them, and I liked what they were doing. So we started doing some testing, picking out all of our ingredients, and um, you know everything, all of our shave gels made in the U.S., and that's a lot of where control comes from. And then for other products, we test everything at an ACA-accredited lab to make sure that everything is safe and um, it's all coming together from from good sources and now we're improving our supply chain as well and i'm doing the um i'm actually globally sourcing all the individual ingredients like uh for our wipes we have cotton and mylar and Mm. and the cardboard and i'm making sure that i'm at the source point for finding each of those those um suppliers and then bringing Mm. them together in-house to pack them wow that's awesome and sounds like way over my head for sure (laughs) like how do you even go about doing that uh, there's a, there's a process and I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you want to hear it. I mean, I, I guess we can dig in, but we do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So right now I'm actually working with a really cool company at a New York city called Anvil mm. and, um, they're the ones who are helping me find these individually, um, sourced companies for, for the cotton, for the ingredients. So basically what you do is you, um, let them know about all your specific specifications that you want. I want cotton. I want viscose. Uh, I want this to be organic. And then they have this whole network of suppliers that are 
have been personally inspected by their company and they're suspect, uh, not suspected, inspected <laughs> for um, not only product quality, but ethical reasons inside mm-hmm. their inside their factory and make sure that it's it's an all around holistic good mm-hmm. factory and supplier. One thing I'm curious about and I love to hear the story of this piece specifically is so you know this whole process sounds like it happened relatively quickly. You guys kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. Um but just kind of the finance piece. So like did you do a Kickstarter at the beginning? What is it like in those first couple years? So, you know, you're years in, but I'm sure up front, like you're putting a lot of the money you're earning back into the business. So can you touch on that at all? I think that's something that maybe aspiring entrepreneurs don't know a ton about. Yeah, absolutely. So what we did was we took all of our personal savings and that's how we started (laughs) from the beginning. (laughs) Oh, it's not scary because that's what you wanted to do. And when you yeah, believe in something, right. you really don't mind putting your own money behind it. Also, how did you have savings when you're in college? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep in mind, Jamie says all of our personal savings. We had like four thousand dollars, like five thousand dollars. We we're like all in. You know what I mean? Like yes, ev- all the chips on the table. <laughs> and and yeah. that was a, that was enough to 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 scrape together, you know, a first product essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was. I mean, funding from the start is a huge, um, it's a challenge. (laughs) For anyone listening, the TV just magically turned on. (laughs) (laughs) No, but, um, it's, it's, it's certainly a challenge and, um, you have to accept the fact that you won't be earning any real income from any other sources. I mean, you can try and balance a second job, which is difficult, mm-hmm. but but realistically, you won't be, um, which makes college a, a a almost ideal time to do it. Well, you yeah. lack the experience, mm-hmm. but on the same time, you know, you're likely uh, if you if you you're likely not expecting to work a full time job mm-hmm. while you're going to college. Yeah, that's so true. You've likely sorted out your finances, and basically, the the time that you would otherwise spend socializing is the time that you spend then working on your business. And you're also not worrying about your family to feed at home and giving mm. up your full-time job to pay right. the rent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. It's only you that you're worrying about, which is helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so after getting out of college, you obviously graduated um, and you're in the real world. How did you go about like scaling the business and becoming more well-known? How was the marketing? You know, Did you hire Allie right away? <laughs> um, what did that look like? So basically we only had our shave gel while we were in college and we set up our senior year to have a ton of accounts and traction ready to raise our first round of funding as soon as we were, you know, done with college. Cause a lot of times it's hard to raise when you're mm-hmm. trying to finish up school. Investors don't really want to give money to a student. Right. Uh, so we got into bed, bath and beyond our senior year. We were in 305 locations. We were seeing a lot of traction with, um, this one product and then, with that traction, we went and we raised that 500 um, right after we graduated, and then we took that money and pushed it into our full suite of products that we launched mm-hmm. in January of 2019. And now we're seeing a ton of traction with that as well. Um, we're going to be in Dillard's, Winco Foods, um, Free People, American Eagle. We were in FabFitFund twice, and we're going in for our third That's time awesome. um, in June. Check it out. <laughs> and, yes. um, what other accounts do we have, Michael? Yeah, I mean. 
That's but, super high level. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I do think, um, I mean, obviously when, when it's said and done, we kind of know exactly what we did. Mm. Obviously, before all of that was said and done, mm-hmm. you know, it was overwhelming and it was an yeah. obscure future and you don't exactly know. Um, but it was essentially, it was, you know, every once in a while we would have a point of success that would drive us forward for an additional six months, mm-hmm. right? So we, junior year, we won a consumer brands competition for students and that was $20,000. And then wow. we won a Damn. another competition. We ended up winning three or four, three competitions and then one other thing and each one of those were like twenty thousand dollars each um, that's awesome which really would propel us forward mm-hmm. and then we would you know we got retailer meetings um and we launched our product on amazon and mm-hmm. and it was it was kind of these a- occasional and infrequent and you'd almost be dying for mm-hmm. them but but these mm-hmm. proof points mm-hmm. that would propel it forward right um and also a lot of hustle work in between. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it sounds like a roller coaster ride where it's like peaks and valleys all along the way. Um, but I just have to say, you sound like immensely ahead of most college students. Oh, like I'm just sure. thinking about my senior year and like what I was up to that year compared to like you guys raising money for a business. Yeah. It's just incredible. I'm also like, do I need to go back to school and go to Babson? I know. <laughs> like, it like, seems like the place to go. Seriously. Yeah, we got three Babson grads in here, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I'm curious about just on that same topic, I feel like it would be stressful, right? For the periods in between these like hits of success that would propel you forward. So did you do anything to kind of manage that and like, care of yourself during or did you even like I'm just trying to think how I would feel yeah I mean uh there's certainly you know moments of doubt um I think that every entrepreneur you get you really become really well trained at at fighting that doubt and also kind of projecting unending confidence Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah like to the core um so it almost becomes it definitely becomes a mental game uh but in terms of of managing stress, it's it's the same way that you'd manage stress, family stress, or or mm-hmm. other job stress. You know, mm-hmm. I like to go on runs. You know, mm-hmm. try and eat healthy, read books, you know, mm-hmm. and take weekends off. To, you know, mm-hmm. um, nothing special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean that's so simple. But like I feel like looking from the outside, it's like oh my gosh, how did you do this thing? Um, so what is, what was it like building a company culture? Cause now you have employees, now you have people to manage. So outside of yourselves, how did you create kind of a positive uplifting environment for other people? Well, we started with, uh, so our first employee was Elena and she came on, um, when we were, when it was our senior year. So last year, 2018, and she worked for us for about eight months without even getting paid. So, I mean, right wow. off the bat, she, she got equity compensation, you know, but mm-hmm. right off the bat, like she's a hard worker and she is, you know, going to the mat for us. And then we hired, Allie was the second person we hired. Um, and she came on, I think this February. Mm-hmm. And then just a month ago is when we, we brought on um, Vincent, our new e-commerce manager. But I think the biggest turning point in company culture was when we got our office mm-hmm. um, in February, you know, cause everyone was working remotely before. Mm-hmm. And now that we are all together in the same space every time, you know, just working together every day, that's really what's building the culture. And I think it's those little things like we do um, Friday debriefs with, you know, sushi or pizza or something Mm -hmm. and just talk about how your week went and same with, um, you know, planning our weeks out on Mondays. 
And I think it's really just, you know, everyone's equal and we are all moving towards the same goal, making sure everyone's on the same page, everything's um, collaborating. And I think that all of our, the people that we work with and work for us are all super nice. Allie's awesome. And so is Elena. <laughs> uh, and so is Vincent. And so is Michael. And we know mm-hmm. we're just lots of good people. Yeah. <laughs> and lots of food. Yeah. yeah. The key is food. Seriously. Always. <laughs> Where is your office? It's in Brookline. Yeah. We're down in Coolidge Corner. Oh, that's amazing. Um, what was like, what was the hiring process like? Like when did you realize that you needed to add people on? And then like, what did you look for? Yeah, I mean, I guess I could talk a little bit to this. I, when we, so, I mean, work life was Jamie and I kind of going from any place where there was a table and chairs and an outlet and Wi-Fi <laughs> yeah. and two computers, right? And then we would just go from place to place to place over the years. Um, and, you know, eventually we hit points where the amount of work that each of us are taking on is is beyond what we can do. And mm-hmm. we find that, um, there's there's two key reasons. One, you, you realize there's someone better in the world uh, that can do what you're trying to do um, and has mm-hmm. experience doing it. Yep. And two, you realize that you can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I guess three is you can afford to hire someone, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is a very important part <laughs> <Okay>. as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, you know, that realization comes kind of over time. Um, and, and hiring is definitely taken very seriously. And we spend a lot of time going through a lot of different people and, mm. and really looking for uh, strong, strong characters um, and people that we, we think we can rely on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that would be so interesting. And I'd love to hear from you, Allie, yeah. about <laughs> what it was like, you know, um, looking, I mean, what were you looking for when you were looking for this job? And when you found out that they had just started the company, was that like, an excitement or like kind of like nervous how did that all go down yeah of course so I actually before I'm from Boston um, but before I started my MBA at Babson I was living out in the Bay Area and working for a skincare company out there and doing marketing for them Um, and I just really it was actually a similar size to Busy Beauty it was about you know five to seven people um, really like entrepreneurial environment. And I just really started to get interested in, um, you know, not just the marketing side, but just the overall entrepreneurship journey. Um, so that's what really prompted me to go to Babson. And my goal was to then find, you know, a similar startup in personal care or beauty in Boston, which is actually not the easiest thing right. to do. Yeah. There aren't that many. <laughs> yeah. There aren't that many um, cosmetic companies in Boston. So I, yeah, so I actually just ended up finding Busy Beauty through, I have a subscription to um, a digital publication called Beauty Independent. I don't know if you guys have checked it out, but it's, it's an amazing industry source. Um, so I ended up reading an article about Busy Beauty from earlier in the winter and saw that Michael and Jamie were had gone to Babson. Um, so I was like, wow, this is so fortuitous. Mm-hmm. And I did some good old-fashioned LinkedIn <laughs> messaging, and nice. I messaged Jamie cold, <laughs> and I just said, I think what you guys are doing is awesome. This mission really resonates with me and I think other women. Like, can we talk on the phone or meet? Um, 
And then it just went from there. And it was good timing because they were looking for someone at the time to lead marketing. So, yeah, it was just very good timing and just, yeah, putting yourself out there. So, (laughs) yeah, that's awesome. What a fun story. And from you, Jamie, when you got that message, were you like, who is this person or were like, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, I get so a lot of people at Babson who have their alumni and they've gone through whenever I message them, Mm. they always answer me. So Mm. whenever a Babson person messages me, I always answer back and not necessarily just Babson. Like most people, if they they're looking for advice or they have questions or they, you know, I'm very happy to pick up the phone. Mm -hmm. And Allie was, I think, asking advice or something about about beauty companies in Boston. And if I knew any, I was like do you want a job? <laughs> you can start um, Monday. <laughs> you're really nice. <laughs> um, um, no, I think you answered it. It's just, um, you know, looking for people and finding someone. And I think um, from the entrepreneurs that we've talked to, it seems as though a lot of it comes down to intuition, right? And like what you're really like passionate about and what your mission is. And when you find those people that, you know, randomly will walk into your lives or LinkedIn message you, um, you kind of like know that you're ready to hire that person or like surround yourself with those people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the things me and Michael learned going through this whole process is that you really can do anything if you put your mind mm-hmm. to it like i think mm-hmm. michael learned adobe illustrator just to make our first package design back <laughs> software if you're a self-starter like 300 yeah. hours <laughs> it's a lot to learn yeah. it is but you really can do anything and it's really just about your personality if you're willing to sit there and watch a million youtube videos mm-hmm. or take a class to figure out okay i need to up our followers ten thousand people what's the best way to do this organically and you know you don't have to need, I don't know how, you know, you, so I'm hiring you. You need to know how, yeah. and all the people we hire, they have their own ideas. They're all self-starters. They're all super motivated mm-hmm. and um, intuitive and know exactly what they're doing and make the company better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really refreshing. And like, sadly, I don't see that really at all in the corporate world. I feel like it's very much based on like your resume and like your years of experience and like specific skills. But to your point, I feel like I've made this career switch and I was really lucky to find someone who was like willing to see that I would be able to succeed in the job. But like it sucks because a lot of places aren't like that and they're just going by a piece of paper. Um, So good for you guys for having that outlook. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, it's it's weird to say, but like the GPA and, and the resume yeah. is almost the last thing that we look at. Uh, <laughs> right? That's it's great like, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like, so Beck was helping me when I was making my resume and I think you're like GPA, like you don't even need to put that on yeah. there. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like <laughs> people don't care that I like got well, my grades. Ex- yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> like, great. what is this world? Um, so it's just funny how all of that works out. Um, one thing we love to touch on, which is obviously I think, you know, not the most positive, but really important to share with our listeners and people um, who may want to start their own company is kind of failures or bumps along the road that you guys have had. Um, Obviously, you've had a lot of successes along the way, but um, what do you think like your biggest struggles have been along the way? So I think that our, well, there's, there's always peaks and valleys, but I remember our first big road bump, which if you're trying to start a company is probably something that they could run into. Uh, so we, after we made our first prototyped product that, that second year 
and uh, that was the design that Michael made in Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> With a lot of input, it was not solely my mistake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> Uh, and it, the the shave gel, you know, now it's Busy Beauty Showerless Shave Gel, but back then it was Lixa, L-I-X-X-A, and it was a black Lixa. bottle, wow. and uh, we thought it was Whoa. sleek. <laughs> it was sleek, and we made 2,500 units of it. What we, does that mean? I think it means wet in Greek or no, something. No, smooth. Smooth. And smooth. <laughs> it meant smooth. <laughs> Sounds very, like, sexual. It does. That's it exactly the feedback we got. <laughs> <laughs> So we ordered, um, we had 2,500 units of these and we, we sold a lot of them and we got a lot of good feedback and everything. And then we started to go into, we did manage to sell them. We we did sell them. We did sell them. And we were so, we were so proud of ourselves. We were on a high with, we were like, Oh, we're on the road to success. This is it. Rolls up the tongue. (laughs) That's sexual too. And, um, so anyways, we got into this accelerator and we had already taken that money from that first 2500 and put in a deposit for, I can't remember if it was 3000 or 5000 units on uh, on the bottles to be made and they were already made and we were in this accelerator program and one of our mentors goes to us, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to change the name, you got to change the bottle. You can't do this. And we were like, "Well, we already we already bought the bottles. Yeah. We, we can't do that." And she was like, "You really really have to do that trust yeah. me it's we have to yeah. <laughs> so we had to kind of make the hard decision to basically just cut our losses and get rid of all of our current product and start from scratch but i mean we had learned a lot which we didn't really realize back then mm-hmm. i think but mm-hmm. the amount of knowledge we learned that year on and i mean it had a great formula the formula was awesome and we found a lab and yes. we had we had done so much and it was just the packaging and the branding yeah. um need a complete yeah. redo and we had to spend you know i think it was six or eight months completely re- coming up with a new name for the company coming up with a new name for the product new colors new everything um super long process mm-hmm. yeah and when you're when you're starting a company the first customers the first few are so mm-hmm. precious mm-hmm. and you're so excited about the fact that someone's buying what you're selling mm-hmm. and then to kind of face the hard realization that you have to stop selling stop everything uh yeah. and then lose basically all of the earnings that we made uh, and start fresh again mm-hmm. and knowing that that was going to take a year essentially or eight mm-hmm. months to do yeah it was a uh, was a hard turnaround yeah that's huge I mean and it's something that I I mean we've heard it more and more talking to entrepreneurs on the podcast because we asked this question you know what was your biggest failure or what is your biggest struggle um, and a lot of it has had to do with packaging mm-hmm. or like something going wrong with the bottles like a shipment yeah. going wrong um, and I really have to give you guys kudos for you know still sticking with it because a year I mean at least a year in college for me was a, like a long time a it felt like forever <laughs> um, and so the fact that you were able to kind of persevere through that and you know kind of like step off of kind of your high horse of like all of these earnings and saying like okay no like we need to fix what we've done um and it's always improving and things like that and good for your mentor for like pointing that out too because i don't think <laughs> yeah. everybody has that yeah. i don't think anyone wanted to say anything yeah. <laughs> like, mm. um but yeah that i mean yeah such a good story and what a great lesson to learn um and i think now your packaging is awesome it's mm-hmm. so great it's definitely pops out um 
among other beauty products and i know a lot of people from our event which we had you guys in the goodie bag for um have commented on um the wipes and how great the packaging is and everything so Mm -hmm. thank you guys for that of course um so i'd love to touch on how you guys handle relationships outside of the business now that it's kind of like well-oiled machine like you're going pretty strong you have your new offices you have employees how do you find time for other relationships like romantic relationships i mean any kind like family (laughs) friends anything yeah (laughs) non-existent no (laughs) i'm kidding um so i have a boyfriend and he's very nice and he's very understanding about the fact that Sometimes I don't answer my phone and sometimes mm-hmm. I don't come home. <laughs> um, and I go home to see my family every every six weeks to, or two months, you know, even if it's just for the weekend. And I don't know. I feel like I don't have a ton of friends, <laughs> but I'm very close with the people that I'm close with. Um, you know, I think that me and Michael both have a very tight group of friends that we have. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs, so they completely get it as well. And, you know obviously our roommates are also you see them every night and they're really nice and I, d- I don't know I feel like all my outside relationships are are okay there's not a lot of them but the ones I have they're okay <laughs> I think it's super important for anyone any entrepreneur to well one I mean yes maintain relationships like work isn't everything um mm-hmm. and family is incredibly important and, and your friends are incredibly important and probably more than you know but I also think that it's important to have people that you can confide in. Um, sometimes it's not your parents. Sometimes you like don't tell your parents a lot of things mm-hmm. uh, and maybe just want to tell them that everything's going great. Sorry, mom mm-hmm. and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, my dad could call me at the worst of times. I'm like, yeah, business is great. Call me at the best <laughs> times. Business is still great. Um, but there has to be people that you can be honest with um, and you can express concerns. Uh, and, you know, luckily growing up from Babson, uh, there is fellow entrepreneurs in, in our community, um, but there's many other places to find those communities, whether it's accelerators or co-working spaces mm-hmm. um, where you can have those people. Yeah. And do you guys feel like you have kind of specific mentors or if you like run into a struggle, like who do you go to or do you really look to each other? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all, all three for sure. Uh, I think we've had loads of mentors and advisors um, and we wouldn't be even close to where we are today with, without them. And I say that hundred percent seriously, we would not exist today without the mentors that we've had. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but we've, they've kind of come and gone uh, when what they, their knowledge and, and their expertise and their time dedication kind of was most relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had inve- different advisors our sophomore year in college when we were just brainstorming ideas compared to senior year in college when we were scaling and compared mm-hmm. to post-grad when we were raising money. And, and now even, you know, we have strong relationships with a lot of our investors. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, then Jamie and I, obviously, I don't think anyone knows the business is the business busy beauty better than Jamie and I. Um, so of course we always can find each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your baby. <laughs> created it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what are some exciting things that are coming up from, for busy beauty that we can share? Lots of fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm, uh, well. Talk, talk about the new products. New products. New products. Well, I mean, I don't know if this is an announcement, is it? <laughs> is this an announcement? Uh, so we've been doing a lot of different stuff with design-wise, and I have a ton of new product ideas, but I'll keep those confidential. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, but as far as the branding goes, we have completely new designs across the board for all of our current products that we're really excited. And we're going to be launching those um, probably in Q3 of this year. But for the summer, which people can get excited about, mm. not only do we have body wipes, but we now are going to have face wipes and deodorant wipes. Ooh, um, nice. You know, the deodorant wipes are grapefruit and ginger. Mm. So the natural citrus is... Mm. Um, it's going to get rid of any odor or anything like that. And the face wipes, cucumber, chamomile, very Ooh, soothing, calming. very nice. All individually wrapped. Excited for those to come out for the summer. Uh, we're going into Dillard's, which I think I said earlier, but mm -hmm. that's exciting. We're going to be in FabFitFun again for the summer. And those are kind of the two big accounts and the two big products. And uh, But the, most ex the biggest thing I've been working on that I'm most excited about is the new ingredients list as well as um, all the new flavors. You know, right now, none of our products have a scent or a flavor or, um, you know, a particular oil attributed to them. Mm -hmm. So these, this new redesign is completely oriented around the ingredients themselves. And I think cool. millennials are so focused on ingredients. And mm -hmm. I think it really is the, you know, Michael has been doing a lot of AB testing on current products versus new stuff. And, um, I'm so excited to be doing the new products with specific ingredients for specific things. Um, you know, we're doing biscuits with our dry shampoo, which mm -hmm. Ali actually found out today is natural. What is it? <laughs> um, yeah, today I stumbled across an article, I think it was in Allure, that called it Nature's Botox. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, Jamie, look, it's How hibiscus. <laughs> yeah. Hibiscus, very hot, very up and coming. Yes. <laughs> and um, lotus extract <laughs> for the conditioner, which mm. I think is going to be really cool. And um, the body wipes are going to be a lavender and tea tree mm. and then obviously we have the feminine wipes which are going to be rose and then like i said earlier the citrus and the cucumber so just everything super ingredients focused way cleaner ingredients and mm. just always improving and making mm. it better and i'm sure michael has stuff to add no you covered it <laughs> <laughs> and where can our listeners find you check us out at busybeauty.com <laughs> you could also um if you want to see probably more uh what the team's up to follow ali on our instagram well not ali follow busy beauty on our instagram <laughs> and uh you know ali would be behind the scenes there uh talking about you know all of our uh influencer partnerships and all, it'll definitely all the new product launches will be there we also get feedback from the audience uh, on a lot of our new designs um so we can we ask questions we engage um because we want to learn from from you know everyone that we that we work with and and all the people that we're, you know, uh, working hard to to make fun products for. So cool, so exciting. And we also do some giveaways, so you can <laughs> yes. win some free product to try out. Amazing. Yeah, every Sunday. Yes, we've been doing um, every Sunday. We call it Sunday Sweepstakes, um, and each month has been a different theme. So um, yeah, like I think February was body wipes then march was dry shampoo right um april's shave gel so yeah look can out look out those. for those <laughs> that's awesome well thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast we really appreciate your perspective um i think it's always fun um you know supporting a local boston company and kind of getting the word out there boston is a cool place and yeah. people don't realize it <laughs> um so thank you so much um as always you can find us at detoxandchillpodcast.com on instagram um sign up for our full lane event next week um, may 2nd thursday it's free um so all you have to do is rsvp and mm -hmm. we'll be talking with tara 
And Bye, then guys. that's all. Awesome. Bye. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. <laughs>